on this episode of Resi Week, Becoming Parts and Smarts. CD has got 60 new courses and Thoughtful Integrations has a grand opening. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 176, Band of Pirates. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Draper. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And today I'm pleased to be joined by Ian Bryant. He is the Senior Director of Technology Application and Innovation at Cedia. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great. It is wonderful to be back. Thank you so much for being here. And we have Joe Whitaker. He is the president of Thoughtful Integrations. How are you, sir? Doing well. Always happy to be on the show. Oh, thanks so much, guys. All right, gentlemen, let's kick this right off. This uh, is our first show after uh, Infocom last week. So we've got obviously a ton of coverage that you can check out on the website from Infocom. So we're going to kick it off with a story that that kind of bridges the gap a little bit. It comes to us from our residential systems, becoming parts and smarts from our good friend, Henry Clifford. Uh, on, on this call, we all know Henry pretty well. Read through this article. When you do, you will discover that he has discovered that after 17 years, they've pretty much figured out that they can no longer compete uh, for, for pre-wiring, essentially, um, on most commercial projects. Uh, Livewire is used to, that, that, that's Henry's company, is used to maintaining a 40-plus selling margin on most of their wiring for residential applications, but in commercial they can't stay competitive when it's down in the 20s. So he has looked at bringing in some subcontractors, some commercial cabling contractors who are perfectly happy to cable those buildings and facilities for them at a great price that works for them and allows them to maintain the margins that they want. So Ian, I want to kick this off with you. When we start looking at... um, using and, and utilizing a lot of subcontractors, whether it's programming, whether it, as it is in this case, uh, pre-wire, um, a- any wide variety of things, design, et cetera. Do we hit a point where it's hard to sustain as an industry when it's literally, we have the, that, that potential of just becoming like technology general contractors. And all we're doing is subbing out to all of these different partners that come in and do everything that, typically we used to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do agree with that. Um, when you're looked at as the, as the go-to person for technology and, and next thing you know, you're just the uh, hub for everyone else. Um, it can be an issue, but at the same time, uh, I think that, um, having those connections and being able to, um, work on the fly, uh, with other subcontractors, um, it is beneficial. Uh, it's it's give or take. Um, it really depends on how you manage it, I think. Very good. Joe, when you look at this, um, one of the things that concerns me and, and that concerned me a lot when I read through this was, it, I, I get his point. I get his point that on commercial, it's hard. We, we talked pre-show, uh, the three of us, that you know, in, in certain markets, we can't as residential integrators 
our, our standard, I guess, is, is a little higher or we're just used to pr- pricing higher. Um, so we can't compete with commercial. The, the kind of the change that I want to take is if we are bringing in these subcontractors, how do we justify that to our clients? Because so often our clients are, are, are purchasing off a relationship, right? Commercial is obviously a little bit different, but in residential, a lot of times it's relationship-based buying. They're purchasing from Joe because they like Joe. So what happens when Joe shows up and brings in this random ragtag crew of, you know, band of pirates of different guys that he just hired for this one job? And yes, I'm picturing you with a little eye patch. <laughs> well, you know, because we play in two different markets. We, we, we can treat it different and do residential and commercial. But like in Dallas, where we do have a crew that is specific for pre-wire. And, and that's one of those things you have to look at from the business model is your pre-wire guys don't get paid as much as your programmers, your installers. So your, your actual labor rates would change based on you're not paying those guys as much as much and your profit margin on wire, et cetera, is different anyways. So that's how the da- we, we work out the Dallas market where that is just an entirely different animal. Treat it as such. Our pre-wire guys may hang a TV or may install a speaker, but they don't do the programming portion. There's different skill sets. It's just like direct TV guys. Those are our installation guys. But then you come up to the St. Louis market where we may um, subcontract or we may even bid out and subcontract with the electrical contractor who is already doing the thing. And at that point, we're only making money or we're only charging for the design. Or if it's a subcontractor that we're really in with, which we have three here in St. Louis, their guys wear our shirts. Yep. I mean, yep. that, it's that preposition of it is they're rolling with our design. They have our criteria for the way we do pre-wires or our expectations, the way the leads are, the way our runs lay. Uh, you know, you look at what's done in Cedia's uh, headquarters. Our, we do it all, almost exactly like that. So it's kind of like they roll with our specifications. They're just cable monkeys at that, po- at that point. But because they're going with all of our design and our processes and the way we do things and our scheduling, they are representing us. Um, that's just one of those things. But you have to look at it of, as, you know, you read this article uh, specifically, do you want, you know, some money or no money? You know, it's just that kind of thing. Do you just want to give it all away? Or do you want to change your model based for a criteria, a, a section that needs a smaller skill set um, mm-hmm. so that you can keep that money and you keep that revenue? And then those margin numbers will change because you're not sending your best guys out there. And I'd like to... I was going to say, I'd like to, uh, the company I used to run, uh, we had install technicians that were subcontracted out and specifically in commercial. And we would develop a really good partnership with our clients to where uh, our guys checked in with their project managers uh, when they showed up on site. We filled out their paperwork. We wore their shirts. um, And when there were questions from the client, we reported back to, again, back to the sales team from that company. And so there there was very little if you do it right, there, there can be a very, a, a very little overlap or a very little gap in the overlap. So people don't really see it as another company coming and it's just a different branch or you know, something right. like that. Plus you have to think about unions too in commercial space and not very many of the residential companies um, have 
their technicians that are a part of a local union. So when you get into that commercial space, a lot of these pre-wire guys have to either be a part of a union or be able to work with other union employees. So it can get a little tricky. Which is exactly, you're exactly correct. We have that problem in St. Louis County. In Dallas, it's still the wild, wild west. Yep. So, you know, it, it, operationally, th this article, if you really took it and looked at it on a regional specific map, it, mm -hmm. could, it could vary big time. Very good. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from a residential tech today. Cedia is expected to offer 60 new courses at Cedia Expo 2019 in lovely Denver, Colorado. Uh, Joe, I want to kick this off with you. Um, if you read through the article, it goes through a bunch of the new intermediate and advanced courses that are going to be offered at Cedia this year. Uh, of the new course or of the total courses that are going to be offered, 72 are either intermediate or advanced, 40% are business, which is fantastic, and 60% are technical. Joe, as an as an integrator, why is education so important to you? If it is, I'm, I'm trusting it is. I should have asked you that ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> but why is it um, education is so important to you and, and how do you budget both time and, and dollars, whether you take them at, at CD Expo um, or whether you take them somewhere else? How do you, how do you do that? And before you answer, I, I will, I'll give your disclaimer for you and mine and Ian's. Obviously, Ian works for Cedia. Joe and I are both on the board, so we might be slightly jaded on this one. Um, but I know we've had this conversation long before I was on the board and I'm sure you've had this conversation uh, prior to you being on the board as well, Joe. Education is important. How do you budget for it? Why Why is it important to you? Well, the number one thing that, that makes it so important is there's no such thing as a dumb technician, only dumb business owners. Boom, there it is, mic drop. If you're not getting your guys trained, the technician is not dumb, you are. Yeah. Um, you know, Technology changes at a pace that no other industry sees. And you have to keep those guys all the way trained up to be able to provide all these new technologies and not fail at your business. That's yeah. the thing. You are going to fail if you do not keep your guys trained. And, and you know, and the other thing is I'm fine with business owners taking tech classes, but don't get your guys in those tech classes and you take the business classes. You know, you, you look at the list because the list of trainings is amazing, by the way. But you go back to that, the article we just talked about, and one of the classes with Frank White is quit messing around on labor. I mean, really, there are classes specific to what we do and, and now how to mold the business owner, how to do customer service and fail at it. I mean, come on. Most of us fail at customer service because that's just not something we take into account in a lot of businesses. Um, but you've got to get your, your guys trained up. You've got to keep them trained you know, all the way down from entry level to some of the advanced stuff, you know, and it's, this year is going to be that year that really turns it all on its head to be able to offer classes that I could take that I myself know that I need these three, I should take these three. And then a host of other ones where I'm like, I just need to get my guys a training pass and be done with it. Make sure they sign up for the ones that I know they need and then let them pick and choose a couple other ones because they may want to get into something that I don't know they want to get into yet. So, you know, taking advantage of it, you know, to the fullest, um, that's like an important thing this year. And, and then the fact that 
some of the teachers are Carol Campbell, Frank White, Greg Scott, Patrick no. Hartman, I don't Alex, Alex Kaplan. I mean, it, just the list goes on and on. Um, uh, this year, the, the most important thing when you go to Expo, see cool stuff, whatever. Take advantage of all the trainings. Do everybody training passes. Get your guys trained up because in the last 18 months, tech as we know it has changed so much just in the last 18. Very true. Ian, when you when you look at this, when you follow this, and obviously you're on the inside track of the majority of this, um, the, the association has been really focused on revamping education. There's a lot of new stuff coming out. There's new uh, um, LMS stuff coming out the way in which the association is dealing with education has changed dramatically in the last, you know, two years, give or take. Why is there such a focus on it from the association to, to really build up and, and, and solidify that educational offering? Well, there's, I mean, there's lots of reasons. I mean, I think the most important one is uh, with proper education uh, of our members, um, and taking everyone to the next level, we're able to um, try to get our organization uh, and our, our let's say like our job titles, uh, that legitimacy. You know, someone said to me the other day um, in, a, in a conversation, you know, if someone says, what do you do for a living? You say, oh, I'm a lawyer. You know, you know what they do generally. You may not know what they practice, but you know what they do. And someone says, well, I'm a AV guy or I'm a tech smart home tech like what, what i have no idea what that means you know so we want to get our industry to another level to where the the other trades we are a trade and we're looked at it and the best way of doing that is proper education and staying on top of the technology we're super excited about all the new classes that we're offering this year um not only that we brought in the new hire track to expo uh which is even though they're not brand not all new classes but the whole the fact that you can come in with a single training pass with a brand new technician and they yeah. can go from all week long and take tons of classes that are right up their alley. So it's, it's really about just pushing home the fact that we all need to stay continually educated, um, especially in this industry. Very good. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from the St. Louis post dispatch. Thoughtful integrations have a grant, had a grand opening and a see for yourself day. Uh, if you haven't put two and two together, that would be Joe's company in the boardroom in which he's sitting in right now. Uh, Joe, you and your company had a brand new grand opening at your new warehouse in, or not warehouse, showroom in Westport. There you go, just for you. Um, it was also, uh, it coincided with the Control 4 See For Yourself Day, that national day where they have, I believe it's 150 some odd. Right around, uh, yeah. Yeah, certified showrooms where you have an opportunity to go in. Uh, Control 4 did a bunch of press on it. And uh, again, you could go into any of those certified showrooms across the globe and experience Control 4 as well as all the other, you know, products and solutions that those companies have. So Joe, I'm going to come back and start with you on this one because, well, it was your event. It kind of makes sense. Um, you guys recently moved, obviously, into that that new location in Westport, and you went all out. Um, you and I have talked fairly extensively over some of the things that you've been doing through through that that development and that new build and new brand of that new showroom. Why did you invest the money and, and go through all the hassles of doing not only a big grand opening, but also co coinciding that with a C4 yourself event, as well as just 
really the effort of putting in a showroom to the to the scale in which you did well you, you know it's it's a cool showroom but it's not huge which which is you know that's the big thing is for you know a lot of people are scared to do certified showrooms no matter what the brand is or experience centers thinking oh it, it's going to cost a billion dollars if you're smart it's not the you know our our, our event would have been bigger but you know it act of god in our case it was act of hockey gods it was the day after this the, the stanley cup so st louis is pretty much asleep the next day so it kind of kind of you know brought attendance down but you know for us to be able to say you know we had a grand opening see for yourself event with somewhere between 50 and 100 attendees that's still you know those are good numbers to to have some kind of event like that because usually they're a little little bit smaller but, you know, putting all those things together and that effort in was, my thought was change the game. You know, so many people have been wrong so long. Uh, you know, the, we all know the, the art of showrooming has become a lost art. So, you know, rule number one, don't make it nicer than your customers' homes because they're not going to be asking you about the tech. They're going to be saying, who did your crown molding? And who did your floors? And who did your paint? And you're, no, 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 no. It all has to be the experience of the way the technology works within comfortable living spaces. Like we built a real living room. You know, we built a, a living room, sit in the living room, play with it, live there. And we're not going to high pressure sales you like a, you know, like your average retail people. No, come, it's our house, hang out. Your number one thing to do with our, with our technology is to entertain. Let's just sit down and be entertained and tell me how you like it and how you want it together. And we did a lot of invites and work with our current customer base and our manufacturers because we had Sonos here, Control 4, um, some of our vendors like Pioneer Music and some others. I mean, we brought all of those in and then bars and restaurants from our, you know, our, our hospitality side, providing the food and showing up and Codigo tequila and, you know, getting everybody involved all the way down to the mayor. The mayor said, oh, I'm only going to be able to do about 30 minutes. I've got a city council meeting. The dude stayed here for two hours. Um, he, like, pushed back the city council meeting. He's like, this is so, <laughs> so amazing. But, but you know, the, the thought of it is with one of these events, and especially a C4 event, is, you know, answer the questions um, that these potential clients have. And we did drum up a ton of business, especially with builders and designers. Answer their questions. Tell them. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything right now. Just walk around, push buttons and play with stuff and make music come on and set the alarm off. I don't care. You know, just go around and live in the space because we can mimic your spaces with exactly what we did here down to motorization and everything else. Um, and especially the voice control and high-res audio were like huge, huge hits. I mean, you bring people in who say they're interested in audio and then you got a couple of triads and meridians in there and which are right behind me and they just start messing with stuff listening to title and, and co-buzz and they're just like oh my god then they ask how much are these and how quick can you get them to the house um so i mean but it's all about turning going back to the old days you know when frank white and those guys used to teach you know the art of the demo is, mm -hmm. is going back to you know forget about just trying to put some speakers in their living room let them play with it see what actually like resonates within their heart and then just go from there you know let the conversation lead into a project like we used to do back in the day 
So, I mean, yes, it was a great event. We got a ton of publicity out of it. But the big thing of it was partnering with our vendors and with our current client base and with our current builders mm -hmm. to really show off what it is we do, not what it is we sell. And, and that was kind of the important part of it. And what did I say before the show? I, sa I said something you told me not to forget and I said it. And Yeah, I've forgotten what it was too. Cause I didn't yeah. Write it. yeah, I didn't write it down either. Yeah. If I remember when Ian's talking, I'll drop it. <laughs> so Ian, you, you seem to be in agreement with that. What I wanted to ask you and get you to elaborate on is, you know, as Joe kind of alluded to, for years, we, we've been told that showrooming is dead, that there's no real need to have a showroom. Integrators can exist with a warehouse or their bedroom or whatever, that, that they do not need a, a location, a place where people can come and experience this. Um, to, to Joe's point, they've been getting away from that. We, we've seen more and more integrators go back to that, especially the high-end ones. They're creating experience centers. They're creating mobile experience centers. Some place where they can bring somebody in, sit down and say, here, experience this. Um, is that truly the case? Is that truly where we're headed as, as we watch the retail game change? Is, has that affected us? Is showrooming back? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think that there's some areas where it never really left. I mean, there's definitely some of the, the really high quality. Uh, if you look at like the CE Pro Top 100, I have it over here on my wall. Uh, I know some of the companies and they've got amazing showrooms. But uh, if I was just at Connections Conference um, last month and um, they had um, the uh, Comcast Xfinity is now doing Experience Center uh, showrooms where people can come in and touch the technology and experience it. And that's what I think we've said this word probably enough to start a drinking game, but the experience of, of being and sitting in front of it and relaxing and what Joe's doing with, you know, push buttons, try things. It gives the, 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 uh, potential client an idea of maybe what they could have in their home and what, what that excites them. Um, it also, um, I think, really goes to allowing everyone to know who the local professional techs are, like the, who the professional company is locally. Um, people will leave an experience center like that or a showroom and go to their buddy and say, man, you've got to go check out you know, Joe's company down the street. That showroom is awesome, and they know what they're doing. That place is amazing, and they get the best technology. Uh, I don't think that everyone has to have a giant grand showroom, but I, I definitely think it pays off. Um, and if you do it right, and, and again, the focus needs to be on the customer. That's what we're here to do is to help these people either simplify their life or make it better or, or give them some sort of um, uh, it, a, a nice feeling when they're at home with this technology. So, yeah. And it also rings true back with the, I can show you better than I can tell you philosophy. Mm -hmm. Being able to like this room is, you know, acoustically treated. It's a great room to be in, but you also have to have the flip side because people go to big retail spaces where there's a room tuned for two channel, kind of like this room is, and they hear that. And then you have to tell them, well, which big retail places don't. If you take these speakers out of this room and put them in that reflective room, they're not going to sound the same. So we also have an area that's, dang near untreated so they can hear the difference in you know when you do your room right and you you base it for sound it sounds as good 
but you take it in a room that has no rugs and no panels and all hard surfaces, it doesn't sound the same. Yeah. Um, to, you know, to set those expectations up front and let them know environment and style plays into what your output is. I, w I also like to say, sorry, um, I think that uh, showrooms also give the, um, the, the, the ability to show more than just your clients. There's, a, there's the ability to do outreach to say like the builders that you work with um, to come in and, and throw events or show them things. You know, here at CDA's new headquarters, we have an experience center and we're doing a lot of outreach to the design build industry and um, the interior designers to show them what kind of technology can go into the home and how it can work. And so I think that showroom gives you that ability more than to just sell, but to then also be the, the, the again, like the, the local technician, the local uh, company. So, yeah. Good, good point. So I'll have to add one last thing to that point. Cause you, you just hit it on the head. We'll have uh, Charles, who is the pre local president of NKBA. will be doing a lunch and learn with control Four, who already has approved CEUs for NKBA right here in these offices in August. And we are on the list for one of Cedia's launch program for CSIT outside of Yesian was raising his hands. <laughs> of course, why wouldn't I be one of the first? I mean, come on, I, you know, we believe in that education. So, but that's the other thing is being able to not only educate your guys and your customers, but builders, designers, architects, and future incoming people into our industry. And when you do an experience center, right, where they can experience all of it, other magical things happen much bigger than that single client cell. Absolutely. Excellent. All right, gentlemen, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Ian, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Cedia, where can they do that? I uh, can go to cedia.net. You can contact me at ibryant at cedia.net or social media. I'm pretty much everywhere under ibryant20. Excellent. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, Joe, my friend, thank you again for taking the time. Congrats on the blue, the Blues win, your new showroom opening, all that good stuff. Uh, if people want to connect with you and uh, learn more about Thoughtful, or uh, yes, Thoughtful Integrations. <laughs> there you go. Where can people uh, find that? They, they can always just email me at joe at thoughtfulintegrations.com. Check out our brand new website at thoughtfulintegrations.com. Uh, they can find us on Twitter at Integrator Tweets, and they can find us on Facebook at Thoughtful Integrations. Excellent. Thanks again, uh, gentlemen, both of you for, for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matty Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by avianation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all of the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. Thank you.